Hello everyone, welcome back to Squad Square. This is DJ J Dubs. And this is DJ Katie. So, this week we got some good old fashioned jams. We got some 70s, we got some 80s flair thrown in there. Um, and all much more. I, these are, this is a playlist that's from our old, old. Many moons ago. Yeah, many moons ago. We created this playlist uh, in the hopes of was, continuing yeah. our radio show. It was called Rock to the Bop. Nice. On cassette. So, <laughs> oh, wow. So we're going to see if it's so good. Okay. I feel like I feel like it contains a lot of songs that we have, haven't played in a really long time. Like, it's been a while since I've heard some of these. So I think it's going to be a good time. We're going to have some good vibes. But, yeah, it's all... Classic rock. So. What do we have up first then? Up first we have Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. We um, went to Pumpkin Patch. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we went to the Pumpkin Patch. We adopted the sun. I'm, I'm trying to get Jess in the Halloween spirit. Because, you know. I'm not a spoopy person. She's not a spoopy person. But yet, I'm stressing... I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. I wanted to be creative with my costume, so I low-key wanted to be, like, I was trying to think, what costume genres do people not do? And I'm like, children's book characters. No one does that. That's untapped market right there. You know, you're welcome for creative costume ideas. Anyway, so I was thinking about doing, like, corduroy bear, like the cute little oh, bear. But I, I needed, like, yeah, I, I need, like, a green green overalls. So I, you know, that's like something I can corduroy try to find. Overalls. Yeah, ha they have to be corduroy overalls. Like I know they sell ones that are like skirt corduroy like overalls. Like those are cute. So I was like, I could I could look cute for Halloween. You know why not? But thing is, um, don't know where I can find that specifically, and I don't have enough time to order it online for it to come in because there's a costume party on Friday, and so Amazon. Two-day shipping. <laughs> I don't have Prime. <laughs> um, and I don't feel like paying for shipping. Like, the extra oh. shipping. I don't need it expedited. <laughs> but at the same time, I do. But um, tomorrow, I'm going to go to Goodwill and see what I can find. See if I have an, any anything else that I see there remind me of something and I can figure out another idea. The one idea I do have that I essentially have all the items for is... Um, I can just be like Amelia Earhart or like a pilot. Cause like I have like um, a tan leather jacket and I can just wear a white shirt, khakis, boots. And then I just need like a little neck scarf and like goggles or something. And then I'll be set. Okay. So that's not too hard to put together. But I still like the corduroy idea better because it's fuck. It, it's really cute. It's really cute. Yeah, the bear's cute. I, I was, uh, I forget what it was on. I think I might have been on Facebook and. One of my old high school friends um, did her makeup as the... Remember the sick girl? And she got, like, a rainbow on her face. Yeah, no, I, I thought of that idea, too. I'm, like, uh, the, the the girl with the, the back case of stripes or something. Yeah. That book. I, 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 was like, I, I saw remember that, too. That I, I was like, I don't remember the name of that book, but I remember the exact plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the lima beans. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I in my research, I found that one, too. I'm like, that'd be a really good idea for a costume. And then I was like, I, but I don't want to paint myself all of those colors because I'm imagining trying to like get them off. That would not be fun. For I'm me. just imagining the peeling. I hate 
because when I always like did face paint, I hated the feeling when it peels off and you're just like dragging your hand over your face and it just gets everywhere. Yeah, I've never done it like a Halloween costume with like face paint. Like one time, maybe I'll go all out and like do something cool, but not this year. I don't, I'm not really in the mood. Yeah. That's... I think I did it once or twice as a kid, and then that was it. It was yeah. like the coolest Halloween costume I ever did was um, with the help of my father in like the third, no, the fourth grade, I think. I made a dragon costume. My mom sewed like this shiny fabric to like a blue sweatshirt. Ooh. So it looked like I had wings. And me and my dad constructed this giant head <laughs> out of a cardboard box and we painted it like a blue dragon head. And I just remember looking out the neck because <laughs> the head went, I, was, I think <laughs> when I put it on, I was like at least six foot something. Like wow. the teachers were always like nervous when I put it mm-hmm. on. And I just remember being the coolest kid in school, even though like no one else probably thought that. You and felt was, like you were. That's that all was, that matters. Well, I got a lot of pictures taken when we did the little Halloween parade walk around the what? around the thing. The nostalgia. So, <laughs> it's like, I could at least know when cameras are. So the parents were impressed, not the other kids. And that's the reason why I didn't get the costume contest win for the grade. Aw. No, I think some Spider-Man won it. It's always, like, some, like, recognizable superhero that wins. Or at least in my case it was. And I was like... I had an original costume. <laughs> I don't remember if, like, my school had a costume contest was in elementary, elementary school. I don't think we did in elementary school. I know we did the whole parade thing, but I have no recollection of, like, people winning, like, best costume. I don't know. Yeah, we did best costume. You didn't win anything. You just got a title. Oh, well. You know, you just got the the pride of winning best costume. Yeah. I, I just remember the super competitive thing was oh and it's even in time for like the holiday season we used to have a pumpkin contest you would decorate your pumpkin and bring it in and i swear all the winners were people who had their parents do it because one year there was like a a nemo pumpkin and it was really cute Mm -hmm. i was like there's no way a kid did that (laughs) i don't think i ever submitted anything i just remember looking and we'd had Mm -hmm. to vote so you went out with your little like five little pieces of paper uh-huh. and you just put them in the little bags yeah the only like competition we did in elementary school was in fourth grade we had like a quiz bowl so like the 20 smartest kids from your grade got to go and compete somehow i was one of them so we got to go <laughs> so we got to go and like compete against other schools and you'd be like put on teams but my team didn't get very far because you know I, I got stuck with um, not the smartest people and the smart people. You know, I didn't get stuck with the the, the top tier intellectuals. I got oh, with the you can sub along, huh? Yeah, I was in the the, the sub top the, the oh, okay. you know right below them. So yeah, because like you got the thing is you were also mixed in with other kids from different elementary schools. So kids I've never met before. So like you know, there's not a team dynamic going. Like it's harder to communicate your answers, I guess. But also, let's see, we also did this thing called, like, reflections, where they make you, like, write a paper or do an art piece based around, like, a certain topic. I remember one was diversity, and you had to be like, diversity is, and then you have to, like, go on. 
It was it was some weird stuff. They were trying to make you deep as children, but I'm uh, pretty sure um, <laughs> didn't work for a lot of us. Gotcha. But you know, they they tried to have an everlasting impact on our souls. But let's just move on, shall we? Yep. What's up next? All right. Up next, we have "Rockin' in the Free World" by Neil Young. All right, guys. So over our little interlude there our musical selections playing and things. Um, I was just scrolling through Pinterest, minding my own business, and then suddenly I came across a Vespa. I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything. But oh. I just I just think that there's moments that I'm like, I want to live life on the edge. And, like, I want a motorcycle. Or, like, cool, like, motorized scooter or something. You know? I could be a cool kid. I totally want a motorcycle. Yeah, I know. It's fun stuff. I remember telling my mom that, and she was like, you're the only one of my children I can see riding a motorcycle. (laughs) And I was like, wow. (laughs) I think I, well, I also asked her why I was having, like, um, not a goth period in my life. I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I wore, like, leather jackets, um, leather boots, and, like, kind of, like, funky patterns. You were being edgy. Edgy, is that how you call it? That's what I'd call it. Now I'm just, like, my style is, like, goth Christmas. Like, it's, like, dark reds. <laughs> like, dark reds, dark like, Christmas. burgundies, and, like, dark greens, and, like, blacks, and, mm-hmm. like, no colors. Like, none. You can go into my closet, and you'll find black, red, and, like, That green. one pink t-shirt. <laughs> and my one pink shirt. Yeah. That I decided was cute. <laughs> Yeah, my style has definitely evolved. Um, you know, it went from... I'm going to say middle school is where my style began because before that, my mom dressed me. So, you know, as a little kid is usually typically dressed by their parent. Or, you know, unless... No, I was very... choosing what you want to wear. I was very adamant that in elementary school I wear camo. Now I don't like camo, but I used to wear camo. And not like... Not like the regular camo, but like the the brighter color camos that are made for kids. I used to wear pink camo. I had something with pink camo on it. I don't remember what it was, but I used to wear it. I used to love it too. Mine was always like camo with blue. I don't like blue. Mine always had. I don't think I had that much pink, pink camo. But yeah, when after after like. Fifth grade, sixth grade is when I started to dress like I wanted. I would wear a bunch of acid wash jeans. I would try to be edgy. I would wear like dark colors. I had this one pair of jeans that was like bleached like in weird areas. It was just like splotches of like white. And it was like really dark. I don't remember if it was black or if it was like navy pants. They were like dark. I loved those jeans. And I look back on it, I'm like, those are really ugly. But you know, I like them. And I also had these, like, custom converse that went to my mid-calf that were bright purple. The tongues were tie-dye, like a tie-dye print. And the back stripe was, like, paint splatter. It was, it was a lot. And that was a transition into my, um, my rainbow fish phase, which I, well, you know, wore all the colors at once, and we called it fashion. Um, it was a look. Called it Fashion. We called it fashion. That sounds like the name of, like, a documentary before they go into, like, <laughs> how, like, 70s attire reappeared mm-hmm. in the 
oh god, I don't even know what, what's the decade, the 2010s, I don't know what that, that generation is. Well, we are in 2010s currently. Like the early 2010s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now we're in like the 80s. Yeah, I guess. Because we got like the bright colors back. Yeah, because everything like, cycles. The, with like the, well no, it's like the exercise clothing, but you put other pieces of clothing on it. Athleisure. Athleisure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friends. And, like, nobody believes me when I say that's, like, a throwback to the 80s. And then I'm like, no, literally, go back to the 80s. Everyone work, workouts, like, mm-hmm. clothes. But underneath, like, just casual clothing or just mixed it with it. Mm-hmm. And also, but, like, 80s yeah. athletic wear was weird. <laughs> and also, like, denim on denim is coming back, too. I've noticed people wear a lot of a, a lot of denim sometimes. Yeah, not really. Not really sure why. I mean, Popular like, trends. I'll never understand them. Okay, but think about denim on denim. I don't mind it if they're different shades of denim, but if it's the same exact shade of denim, it's too much. That's just my opinion. Like, if it's a really, really dark wash and a light wash, it's okay, but if it's, like, the same exact one, it's too much. That's just a personal opinion. Um, you know. No mean to start the controversy over, um, Canadian, the Canadian tuxedo look, but, uh, yeah. All right, Jess, what do we have up next? All right, up next, we have My Life by Billy Joel. All right, guys. So, let's just keep the ball rolling. We got a good playlist. We've talked a lot so far this evening. And we could really do some more of these awesome tunes. It's great to have, like, a throwback playlist to think, oh, wow, this is what I listened to three years ago. And then you're like... It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these are just songs that we haven't played, like, in a long time. Like, a lot of these songs I haven't heard in a while. In a hot minute. So, yeah. yeah. Let's just keep it going. All right. Up next, we have Boogie Wonderland by Earth, Wind, and Fire. All right, guys. So, over our little interlude there, our musical selections playing and things, um... I was just scrolling through Pinterest, minding my own business, and then suddenly I came across a Vespa. I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything. But I just, I just think that there's moments that I'm like, I want to live life on the edge, and like I want a motorcycle or like cool like motorized scooter or something. You know, I could be a cool kid. I totally want a motorcycle. Yeah, I know. It's fun stuff. I remember telling my mom that. And she was like, you're the only one of my children I can see riding a motorcycle. <laughs> and really? I was like, wow. <laughs> I think I, I, I also asked her why I was having, like, um, not a goth period in my life. I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I wore, like, leather jackets, um, leather boots, and, like, kind of, like, funky patterns. You were being edgy. Edgy, is that how you call it? That's what I'd call it. Now I'm just, like, my style is, like, goth Christmas. Like, it's, like, dark reds. <laughs> like, dark reds, dark like, Christmas. burgundies, and, like, dark greens, and, like, blacks, and, mm-hmm. like, no colors. Like, none. You can go into my closet, and you'll find black, red, and, like, That green. one pink t-shirt. <laughs> and my one pink shirt that yeah. I decided was cute. <laughs> Yeah, my style has definitely evolved. Um, you know, it went from 
I'm gonna say middle school is where my style began because before that my mom dressed me. So, you know, as a little kid is usually typically dressed by their parent or you know unless No, you have I was the very of choosing what you want to wear. I was very adamant that in elementary school I wear camo. Now I don't like camo, but I used to wear camo. And not like not like the regular camo, but like the the brighter color camos that are made for kids. I used to wear pink camo. I had something with pink camo on it. I don't remember what it was, but I used to wear it. I used to love it too. Mine was always like camo with blue. I don't like blue. Mine always had. I don't think I had that much pink, pink camo. But yeah, when after after like fifth grade, sixth grade is when I started to dress like I wanted. I would wear a bunch of acid wash jeans. I would try to be edgy. I would wear like dark colors. I had this one pair of jeans that was like bleached like in weird areas. It was just like splotches of like white. And it was like really dark. I don't remember if it was black or if it was like navy pants. They were like dark. I loved those jeans. And I look back on it, I'm like, those are really ugly. But you know, I like them. And I also had these like custom converse that went to my mid-calf that were bright purple. The tongues were tie-dye, like a tie-dye print. And the back stripe was like paint splatter. It was it was a lot. And that was a transition into my um, my rainbow fish phase, which I well, you know, wore all the colors at once and we called it fashion. Um it was a look called it Fashion. We called it fashion. That sounds like the name of, like, a documentary before they go into, like, <laughs> how, like, 70s attire reappeared mm-hmm. in the... Oh, God, I don't even know what... What's the decade? The 2010s. I don't know what that, that generation is. Well, we are in 2010s currently. Like, the early 2010s? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now we're in, like, the 80s. Yeah, I guess. Because we got, like, the bright colors back. Yeah, because everything like, cycles. With, like, the... Well, no, it's, like, the exercise clothing, but you put other pieces of clothing on it. Athleisure. Athleisure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friends. And, like, nobody believes me when I say that's, like, a throwback to the 80s, and then I'm, like, no, literally, go back to the 80s. Everyone work, work out, like, mm-hmm. clothes, but underneath, like, just casual clothing, or just mixed it with it. Mm-hmm. And also... But, like, 80s yeah. athletic wear was weird. <laughs> and also, like, denim on denim is coming back, too. I've noticed people wear a lot of... A lot of denim sometimes. Yeah, not really. Not really sure why. I mean, Popular like, trends. I'll never understand them. Okay, the thing about denim on denim. I don't mind it if they're different shades of denim, but if it's the same exact shade of denim, it's too much. That's just my opinion. Like, if it's a really, really dark wash and a light wash, it's okay, but if it's, like, the same exact one, it's too much. That's just a personal opinion, um... You know, no mean to start the controversy over um, Canadian the Canadian tuxedo look, but uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, Jess, what do we have up next? All right, up next we have "My Life" by Billy Joel. All right, guys. So over our little interlude there, our musical selections playing and things. Um. I was just scrolling through Pinterest, minding my own business, and then suddenly I came across a Vespa. I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything. But oh. I just, I just think that 
there's moments that I'm like, I want to live life on the edge. And, like, I want a motorcycle. Or, like, cool, like, motorized scooter or something. You know? I could be a cool kid. I totally want a motorcycle. Yeah, I know. It's fun stuff. I remember telling my mom that, and she was like, you're the only one of my children I can see riding a motorcycle. (laughs) And I was like, wow. I think I, I, well, I also asked her why I was having, like, um, not a goth period in my life. I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I wore, like, leather jackets, um, leather boots, and, like, kind of, like, funky patterns. You were being edgy. Edgy, is that how you call it? That's what I'd call it. Now I'm just, like, my style is, like, goth Christmas. Like, it's, like, dark reds, (laughs) like, dark reds, like, burgundies, and, like, dark greens, and, like, flags and mm-hmm. like no colors like none you can go into my closet and you'll find black red and like that green. one pink t-shirt <laughs> and my one pink shirt yeah. that I decided was cute <laughs> yeah my style has definitely evolved um you know it went from I- I'm gonna say middle school is where my style began because before that my mom dressed me so, you know, as a little kid is usually typically dressed by their parent or, you know, unless no, you have I was very choosing what you want to wear. I was very adamant that in elementary school I wear camo. Now I don't like camo, but I used to wear camo. And not like not like the regular camo, but like the the brighter color camos that are made for kids. I used to wear pink camo. I had something with pink camo on it. I don't remember what it was, but I used to wear it. I used to love it, too. Mine was always, like, camo with blue. I don't like blue. Mine always had... I don't think I had that much pink. Pink camo. But, yeah. After, after like, fifth grade, sixth grade is when I started to dress like I wanted. I would wear a bunch of acid wash jeans. I would try to be edgy. I would wear, like, dark colors. I had this one pair of jeans... That was, like, bleached, like, in weird areas. It was just, like, splotches of, like, white. And it was, like, really dark. I don't remember if it was black or if it was, like, navy pants. They were, like, dark. I loved those jeans. And I look back on it, I'm like, those were really ugly. But, you know, I like them. And I also had these, like, custom Converse that went to my mid-calf that were bright purple. The tongues were tie-dye, like a tie-dye print. And the back stripe was, like, paint splatter. It was, it was a lot. And that was a transition into my, um, my rainbow fish phase, which I, well, you know, wore all the colors at once, and we called it fashion. Um, it was a look. We called it fashion. We called it fashion. That sounds like the name of, like, a documentary before they go into, like, <laughs> how, like, 70s attire reappeared mm-hmm. in the, oh, God, I don't even know, what, what's the decade, the 2010s. I don't know what that that generation is. Well, we are in 2010s currently. Like the early 2010s? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now we're in like the 80s. Yeah, I guess. Because we got like the bright colors back. Yeah, because everything's like, cycles. With like the... Well, no, it's like the exercise clothing, but you put other pieces of clothing on it. Athleisure. Athleisure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friends. And, like, nobody believes me when I say that's, like, a throwback to the 80s. And then I'm like, no, literally, go back to the 80s. Everyone work workouts, like, mm-hmm. clothes. But underneath, like, just casual clothing or just mixed it with it. Mm-hmm. And also, but, like, 80s yeah. athletic wear was 
weird. <laughs> and also, like, denim on denim is coming back, too. I've noticed people wear a lot of, a, a lot of denim sometimes. Yeah, not really. Not really sure why. I mean, Popular like, trends. I'll never understand them. Okay, the thing about denim on denim. I don't mind it if there are different shades of denim, but if it's the same exact shade of denim, it's too much. That's just my opinion. Like, if it's a really, really dark wash and a light wash, it's okay. But if it's, like, the same exact one, it's too much. That's just a personal opinion. Um, you know. No mean to start the controversy over um, Canadian the Canadian tuxedo look, but, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Alright, Jess, what do we have up next? Alright, up next, we have My Life by Billy Joel. Um, we went to Pumpkin Patch. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we went to the Pumpkin Patch. We adopted the sun. I'm, I'm trying to get Jess in the Halloween spirit, because, you know. I'm not a spoopy person. She's not a spoopy person. But yet, I'm stressing. I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. I wanted to be creative with my costume, so I low-key wanted to be, like, I was trying to think, what costume genres do people not do? And I'm like, children's book characters no one does that that's untapped market right there you know you're welcome for creative costume ideas anyway so i was thinking about doing like corduroy bear like the cute little oh, bear but i, I needed like bear. yeah I, I need like a green green overalls so i you know that's like something i can corduroy try to find overalls. yeah they have to be corduroy overalls like i know they sell ones that are like skirt corduroy like overalls like those are cute so I was like, I could I could look cute for Halloween, you know why not? But thing is, um, don't know where I can find that specifically, and I don't have enough time to order it online for it to come in because there's a costume party on Friday, and so Amazon, two day shipping. <laughs> I don't have Prime, <laughs> um, and I don't feel like paying for shipping, like the extra oh. shipping. I don't need it expedited, <laughs> but at the same time I do. But um, tomorrow I'm gonna go to Goodwill and see what I can find. See if I have an, any, anything else that I see there remind me of something and I can figure out another idea. The one idea I do have that I essentially have all the items for is um, I can just be like Amelia Earhart or like a pilot. Cause like I have like um, a tan leather jacket and I can just wear a white shirt, khakis, boots. And then I just need like a little neck scarf and like goggles or something. And then I'll be set. Okay. So that's not too hard to put together, but I still like the corduroy idea better because it's fuck. It, it's really cute. It's really cute. Yeah, the bear's cute. I, I was uh, I forget where it was on. I think I might have been on Facebook, and one of my old high school friends, um, did her makeup as the remember the sick girl, and she got like a rainbow on her face. Yeah, no, I, I thought of that idea, too. I'm like, uh, the, the the girl with the, the back case of stripes or something. Yeah. That book. I, 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 was like, I, I saw I remember that, too. That I, I was like, I don't remember the name of that book, but I remember the exact plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with the lima beans. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I in my research, I found that one, too. I'm like, that'd be a really good idea for a costume. And then I was like, I, but I don't want to paint myself all of those colors, because I'm imagining trying to, like, get them off. That would not be fun for I'm me. I'm just imagining the peeling. I hate when I always, like, did face paint, I hated the feeling when it peels off and you're just, like, dragging your hand over your face and it just gets everywhere. Yeah. I've never done, a, like, a Halloween costume with, like, face paint. Like, 
one time maybe I'll go all out and like do something cool, but not this year. I, I'm not really in the mood. Yeah. That's, I think I did it once or twice as a kid, and then that was it. I was yeah. like, the coolest Halloween costume I ever did was um, with the help of my father in like the third, oh no, the fourth grade, I think. I made a dragon costume. My mom sewed like this shiny fabric to like a blue sweatshirt. Ooh. So it looked like I had wings. And me and my dad constructed this giant head <laughs> out of a cardboard box and we painted it like a blue dragon head. And I just remember looking out the neck because <laughs> the head went. I, was, I think <laughs> when I put it on, I was like at least six foot something. Like wow. the teachers are always like nervous. When I put it mm-hmm. on, and I just remember being the coolest kid in school, even though, like, no one else probably thought that. You and felt that was, like you were. That's that all was, that matters. Well, I got a lot of pictures taken when we did the little Halloween parade walk around the what? around the thing. The nostalgia. So, <laughs> it's like, I could at least know when cameras are working. So the parents were impressed, not the other kids. And that's the reason why I didn't get the costume contest win for the grade. Aww. No, I think some Spider-Man won it. It's always, like, some, like, recognizable superhero that wins. Or at least in my case it was. And I was like, I had an original costume. I don't remember <laughs> if, like, my school had a costume contest was in elementary, elementary school. I don't think we did in elementary school. I know we did the whole parade thing, but I have no recollection of, like, people winning, like, best costume. I don't know. Yeah, we did best costume. You didn't win anything. You just got a title. Oh, well, you know, you just got the the pride of winning best costume. Yeah. I, I just remember the super competitive thing was, oh, and it's even in time for, like, the holiday season. We used to have a pumpkin contest. You would decorate your pumpkin and bring it in. And I swear, all the winners were people who had their parents do it. Because one year there was, like, a, oh. a Nemo pumpkin, and it was really cute. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way a kid did that. <laughs> I don't think I ever submitted anything. I just remember looking, and we'd had mm-hmm. to vote. So you went out with your little, like, five little pieces of paper, uh-huh. and you just put them in the little bags. Yeah. The only, like, competition we did in elementary school was in fourth grade. We had, like, a quiz bowl. So, like, the 20 smartest kids from your grade got to go and compete. Somehow I was one of them. So we got to go... <laughs> So we got to go and, like, compete against other schools, and you'd be, like, put on teams. But my team didn't get very far because, you know, I, I got stuck with um, not the smartest people and the smart people. You know, I didn't get stuck with the the, the top-tier intellectuals. I got oh, with the you can sub- have the long, huh? Yeah, I was in the, the, the sub-top, the, the oh, okay. you know, right below them. So, yeah, because, like, you got... The thing is, you were also mixed in with other kids from different elementary schools. So kids I've never met before. So, like, you know, there's not a team dynamic going. Like, it's harder to communicate your answers, I guess. But also, let's see. We also did this thing called, like, reflections, where they make you, like, write a paper or do an art piece based around, like, a certain topic. I remember one was diversity, and you had to be like, diversity is, and then you have to, like, go on. It was it was some weird stuff. They were trying to make you deep as children, but I'm uh, pretty sure um, <laughs> didn't work for a lot of us. Gotcha. But you know, they they tried to have an everlasting impact on our souls. But 
let's just move on, shall we? Yep, what's up next? All right, up next we have Rockin' in the Free World by Neil Young. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Squad Squared. And as I always say, stay safe, children. Be good people. Do amazing things. And have a great week. This is uh, DJ KT and DJ J-Dub signing off for the night for Squad Squared. I will now let you return to the classics. I I think our musical selections this show are really good. Like I said earlier, like, it's nice to hear some songs I haven't heard in a while. Like, you know, especially some of that Pretty Woman. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love that one. That <laughs> but I can't lie, I listened to that over the summer. I had um, I had a pretty long commute to work this summer, so like I had half an hour, basically, in a car. And so I would just like hit like I would like be like oh I like this song and then I would just hit radio and then I would just let it play in the car Pretty Woman uh, I think last week before I was like okay I can't start with Pretty Woman every day (laughs) I guess I gotta move on cause like they would give me Pretty Woman and then after a while they just like started just like it was basically just Beatles after that and I'm like that's not even the Beatles (laughs) I was like that wasn't even the Beatles so sometimes I get aggravated with the algorithms of these, like, Spotify or YouTube or Pandora or... There are times when I get aggravated, but, um, I have Spotify Premium, so I can just, like, pick and choose what I want. I think it usually does a good job, though, like, curating, um, new songs to discover and all the daily mixes. I have six different ones because my music taste is very obscure and spread out. But you know, this show we really just focus on classic rock and some more modern alternative stuff from time to time. So, the umbrella of rock. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> that's what our show should have been called. Not Squad Square, the umbrella of rock. <laughs> umbrella of rock. But um, <laughs> yeah, because like my musical taste outside of this, like I like some like folk song because I'm a little weird and I also like I don't even know what you call it but there's there's a couple bands that I really like that use like orchestra instruments or like big band instruments but there's also like a vocalist so it's like old school some of the songs sound like swing music but they're like made modernly they're just really cool like you know I, I, I listen to some of that experimental I keep thinking I should pick up jazz because the few jazz songs I listen to are always um, pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, I bet I'd like jazz. And then I'm like, that seems like a very broad category to go yeah. and discover. So I always get intimidated. So I just I just brush the surface. I listen to a few songs that I like and then, then I don't go any further. Um, I get intimidated when I start a new genre, which... I mean, it's weird because I'm, like, that one person that'll listen to pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Except for rap. I don't really, I don't really like rap. I mean, I, for me, it depends on the type of rap, I guess. But normally, I don't gra- gravitate towards it. I just don't like the language use. I think it's really derogatory. Or not derogatory, but, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. I, it doesn't, like, it doesn't mean anything. It's it, not telling it's, a story. It's not necessary most of the time. No. They just, like, throw it in there to throw it in there, for sure. Right. But. It hits, it, they use words that hit the beat, and I'm like, oh, well, that means nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. So, like, when I find bands that do, like, a lot of, like, storytelling through their music, I, like, I usually listen to them a lot more. Yeah. Because it's just cool to see how other people view the world. Mm-hmm. At least to me, it is. Yeah. There's this one band that I used to be really into, but I've kind of lost touch with recently. Um, their name is The Deer Hunter. And essentially, their storytelling is, like, insane. They have five different albums. All each are called, like, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, or whatever. Yeah, Act I 4 have- through 5, they're making a sixth one, too. So essentially it's just like a full like rock ballad story through these albums. And it's like insane like how much commitment, like five albums worth of songs that connect and have like a storyline. Like it's wild. And it's good music. I really like it. Yeah, I'd, Mariana's Trench was a big one for me. They mm-hmm. had um they had these really long songs. But it w- like it didn't feel like you were listening to a ten minute long song because they had like, kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody, like it has like the separate parts that are like distinct, so it doesn't feel like you're listening to one song. Yes, yeah. It was kind of like that, only a little longer. So. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always cool when when people do that. I think. Mhm. I know there's. Oh, I can't remember what their name is. There used to be a band. That I was introduced to in high school by my teacher, no less. And he was just, um, he was amazed because their music videos were all telling a story. So it would be different songs through different albums, but the storyline just kept progressing through music videos. And he's like, it's so cool. (laughs) He'd like fan out in the back, and we were just like, Mm -hmm. a lot of bands (laughs) do that now. Like, I know. It's picking up. Yeah, Panic at the Disco, they do it. They have a a group of maybe like four or five music videos that go together. 21 Pilots has done it recently with their latest, their newest album that they released, Trench. And then there's definitely other people who have done it. But still, like, that's that's also another added element to it. It, it makes it fun because the next music video comes out, you're like, oh my gosh, this connects to this. And, like, you, you can see those connections because, I don't know. Sometimes it's like where the last one picked, like, like uh, picked. Last one ended, the next one picks up on, and then or it could be like the next one actually goes before the mm-hmm. one that was released prior, which I find more interesting because you're you don't really realize it, it goes with the sequence until the end. You're like, wait, that leads into the next, the one that I already saw. Yeah, I find um, that interesting. How if it's, it's out like of order. I think a more recent artist is doing it. Is- Poser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of his music connects. I don't know if his music... Vi- I haven't seen his music videos. Yeah. But I, I know, know a lot of his songs connect and have, like, a broad general theme. Yeah. He's an awesome dude. Yeah, he's a man of chill vibes. I can respect it. Yeah. So what do we have next, Jess? All right. Up next we have Refugee by Tom Petty and the Heart. All right, guys. So. Um... This week, I've been trying to, you know, boost my energy and get into a clearer mental state 
because like I don't know it's that lull of the semester where it's kind of difficult to um, you know keep trudging along and remain positive um, so I have I have been um, doing some you know fitness activities meaning working out because <laughs> um, like I don't know I feel like I used to do it and it really like does help me clear my head and makes me feel happier like I feel like when I don't and like I didn't for like the past like couple months I really like wasn't in a good headspace but you know I only been like committed to it for like five solid days now and like it's really nice because nice to get more blood flow, oxygen, you know, helps with all your neurotransmitters for, you know, positivity and things. But My neuro... Your neurotransmitters. My neurotransmitters. Dopamine, serotonin, and all that. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used to know the, the actual terms of this. I was like, I'm like trying to think in my head of like, starts with something, starts with something. Like, I think it's endorphins. I think it really, your brain releases those. When you exercise, you feel a little bit um, better. Yep. Mentally. Mm-hmm. For me, <laughs> I feel like I know this does the opposite for me. Like, I'll do it because it makes my, like, my body feel better just like it gets rid of all like that like pent up stress that I've had because I sit at a desk for basically my whole day but like for my mind it just it's so exhausting yeah (laughs) I'm like I can read and write a 10 page paper and I do one hour of like running I'm out (laughs) just mentally I can't keep up with it but it, it's good for my body, so I do, it. I do it for the body, but not the mind. For me, it's the, honestly, the opposite. I For most people, it is. I'm yeah. just saying, from the other perspective, uh, yeah. That's it helps my body, but not my mind. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, when, when I do a workout, as I'm doing it, it's hard. I'm struggling through. Especially because, like, I've been, I've been doing this, like, program from this, like, YouTube fitness person, and, like, it's really hard, and, like, I've sweat more doing that than actually going to the gym and doing what I normally do, because, like, I normally would just, like, run on the treadmill for maybe, like, 45 minutes, and then I would do, like, some, like, light weights, but she, like, this is all, like, you know, you know, focused on just doing exercises with your own body weight, like, all those, and, like, hit and stuff, like, high-intensity interval training, that really gets you, man. Like, doing, doing these exercises, like, my heart rate has gone up, like, so much more. Like, I struggle. But it's, like, a good kind of struggle. You're like, I can do this. I'm motivated. But, you know, then there's times where, like, this is too much. And, like, I pause the video for, like, a solid, like, 10, 15 seconds to catch my breath and compose myself and be like, Yes, you could do this and talk, hype myself up. But, like, yeah, the process of it is hard. At the end, immediately after, like, my head feels good. I'm, in, I'm really happy. 
my body feels good, but then as the and then like as the day goes on, I feel my body first. Like I'm like I'm really tired. Like my body just doesn't want to move after that, and then like later my brain just like crashes. Like I'm too tired. I can't function right now. But um, it's a matter of it making me happier as opposed to like feeling tired later on. I guess. Well, I mean, this this can kind of lead into like a fun fact, but um, recent studies have shown that children who get recess, um, like after lunch, do better than kids who don't eat it. Well, if they don't get recess or if they have recess before lunch, mm-hmm. so kids like who move around after they eat actually do better in class. Who knew, right? Yeah. Well, I, what I don't understand is a lot of schools are getting, like, rid of recess time. And I'm like, you, you gotta let kids move, like. And also, like, <laughs> the social aspect of recess. Like, playing with other kids. Like, developing those social skills are, like, really important. Because, like, for, you know, moving forward in life, just to, like, connecting with others and also just, like, for their mental health too like you can't just stick a kid in the classroom and be like learn this I mean like all day you can't do that I feel like cause like I went through cause my older sister went through school five years ahead of me and then like my younger sister mm-hmm. went through like two years but like I don't know I think for for me at least in my educational career I was like almost always the guinea pig grade so like when they launched like PSAs but like the new revised which is like the Pennsylvania standard testing yeah so they would launch those and I think I was one of the first guinea pigs for the new launch of that and then they launched oh I think it's called the I think it's called the Keystone so they launched the Keystones when I went into high high school so that changed out like the whole system like adapted but like what I didn't understand is that like a lot of these like new standardized tests take away a lot of the learning components that you would have learned in like a normal education so like the stuff Mm -hmm. that my sister knew I wasn't learning anymore because it wasn't considered valuable information anymore and it wasn't that it wasn't value valuable like in real life because sometimes she still uses you know some of her math skills to do like actual math and not like just to understand, like, problems. Because, like, a lot of my older sister generation was focused on, like, learning math to solve problems. So, like, they would focus on, like, word problems. But for me, only five years later, they kind of, they were in the transition to switching it just, you need to learn how to math so that when we give you numbers on a test, you can do the numbers on a test. Mm-hmm. And then, even two years later, when they finally kind of got in the working system for my, like, younger sister, so, like, I still had, like, halfway, leanway, so, like, I still yeah. kind of knew how to do, like, word problems, evolving math, and then my younger sister was, like, it's just, it's just pure math. And so when she would come to, like, like, a more, um, like, bigger like government so like the what's the one you have to take for college not APA the SATs the SATs 
So when it came to like the SATs, which were like word-based math problems, she wasn't like a hundred percent sure how to like work them, and it was like really tricky for her. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like she didn't know how; it was just like she didn't have, she wasn't ever taught the skills to like. I want to say decode like the word problems. Yeah. So I mean like. Definitely how, like, you're taught to do something, like, growing up really affects how you think later on. Or, how, like, you know, it would definitely make it more challenging if I was in that situation. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't think that was very much, like, the case. We did have, like, standardized tests and stuff, but essentially, like, it was crazy how focused they were on how well we did. So they, like, prepared us in class to take the test as opposed to actually teaching us things of value that we would, like, hold on to more so. Or things that were interesting, because I remember yeah. a lot of, like, some of my favorite teachers were teachers that weren't literally reading almost, like, a script, like, in a case, because I know, like, a lot of teachers have, like, there's certain stuff they had to cover in their curriculum because mm -hmm. it's just required by the state, but, like, teachers who kind of, like, went above or, like, kind of in integrated them with, like, their old teaching lessons were, like, the teachers that stuck out to me more, like, because a lot of education, even now, like, in college, it's, like, half of it's, like, stressing on, like, memorization, and, like, it feels like to be smart, you have to be able to, like, memorize stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm, like, no, it, it's about, like, learning the skills to, like, solve problems. Yeah. So, like, even if you don't get the solution right, if you, like, did the steps right and you like kind of like figured it out on your own or you like you know so even if you didn't get the solution right you have like the methodology right yeah which I think is like much more important because that's what's going to matter when you get out later in life problem solving rather than just like being able to memorize like a planetary table yeah problem solving is definitely like definitely a more essential skill than memorizing things just to pass the test like for me personally like when I go into taking an exam I study for that exam and then once I take that exam that information is gone and it doesn't it doesn't enter my mind again unless you know a situation comes up where it's somehow relevant and then I'm like wait I learned this in class but I might not remember the specific details of everything because like you know memory fades but like you know it's still it's still kind of sad that some lessons that you're taught is just like just to get the grade which is unfortunate honestly mm -hmm. but um yeah, so. you know that's how the school system is and you know it's nice to be well-rounded in different things and like definitely certain things stick with you by taking courses not even like you know in mm -hmm. your major or whatnot but like at the end of the day the goal should be to like actually be interested in what you're learning and retain like try to retain the information that's relevant as opposed to I don't know, I feel like I end up retaining information that's not relevant and then forgetting things that are relevant. Oh, no, or, totally, totally. You know, I, you, I have a whole segment on the show where I, I do fun facts, and it's not necessarily useful information, but it's interesting information. Mm -hmm. Kind of conversational starters. Hey, did you know <laughs> that the banana is actually a berry? Oh, boy. Bringing that one back. 
I, I still confuse people, but I mean, I'm also that person that eats the banana from the end and not from the top. I eat it from the end too. That's how you do it. I, somebody, is, I was eating a banana and they are like, are you peeling from the end? And I was like, I don't get as many of those like strings. You don't get that many and strings. And also monkeys peel it from that side. Unless they're bred in captivity. Yeah. then they mimic humans and they open it from the top. But you know, bonus points if you know. <laughs> bonus points for monkeys if you know what kind of monkeys um, do what. But anyways, let's get back to the awesome playlist that we started long, long ago. It seems. Yeah. Um, up next, we have "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap" by ACDC. All right, guys. So, um, this week. I've been trying to, you know, boost my energy and get into a clearer mental state because, like, I don't know, it's that lull of the semester where it's kind of difficult to, um, you know, keep trudging along and remain positive. Um, so I have, I have been, um, doing some, you know, fitness activities meaning working out because <laughs> um, like I don't know I feel like I used to do it and it really like does help me clear my head and makes me feel happier like I feel like when I don't and like I didn't for like the past like couple months I really like wasn't in a good headspace but you know I only been like committed to it for like five solid days now and like it's really nice because nice to get more blood flow, oxygen, you know, helps with all your neurotransmitters for, you know, positivity and things. But My neuro... Your neurotransmitters. My neurotransmitters. Dopamine, serotonin, and all that. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used to know the, the actual terms of this. I was like, I'm like trying to think in my head. I'm like, starts with something. Starts with something. Like, I think it's endorphins. I think it really your brain releases those when you exercise. You feel a little bit um, better. Yep. Mentally. Mhm. For me, <laughs> I feel like I know it does the opposite for me. Like I'll do it because it makes my like my body feel better. Just like it gets rid of all like that like, pent-up stress that I've had because I set it at a desk for basically my whole day. But, like, for my mind, it just is so exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can read and write a 10-page paper and I do one hour of, like, running, I'm out. <laughs> just mentally, I can't keep up with it, but it, it's good for my body, so I do, it. I do it for the body, but not the mind. For me, it's the... Honestly, the opposite. I for most people it is. I'm yeah. just saying from the other perspective. Uh, yeah, that's it helps my body but not my mind. Yeah, cause like I don't know when when I do a workout, as I'm doing it, it's hard. I'm struggling through, especially cause like I've been I've been doing this like program from this like YouTube fitness person and like. It's really hard. 
And, like, I've sweat more doing that than actually going to the gym and doing what I normally do. Because, like, I normally would just, like, run on the treadmill for maybe, like, 45 minutes. And then I would do, like, some, like, light weights. But she, like, this is all, like, you know, you know, focused on just doing exercises with your own body weight. Like, all those. And, like, hit and stuff. Like, high-intensity interval training. That really gets you, man. Like, doing doing these exercises, like, my heart rate has gone up, like, so much more. Like, I struggle. But it's, like, a good kind of struggle. You're like, I can do this. I'm motivated. But, you know, then there's times where, like, this is too much. And, like, I pause the video for, like, a solid, like, 10, 15 seconds to catch my breath and compose myself and be like, yes, you can do this. And talk, hype myself up. But, like... Yeah, the process of it is hard. At the end, immediately after, like, my head feels good. I'm in, I'm really happy. My body feels good. But then, as the and then like, as the day goes on, I feel my body first. Like, I'm like, I'm really tired. Like, my body just doesn't want to move after that. And then like, later, my brain just like crashes. Like, I'm too tired. I can't function right now. But um, it's a matter of it making me happier as opposed to, like, feeling tired later on, I guess. Well, I mean, this, this can kind of lead into, like, a fun fact, but, um, recent studies have shown that children who get recess, um, like, after lunch do better than kids who don't eat it well if they don't get recess or if they have recess before lunch mm -hmm. so kids like who move around after they eat actually do better in class who knew right yeah well i what i don't understand is a lot of schools are getting like rid of recess time and i'm like you, you gotta let kids move like and also like <laughs> the social aspect of recess like playing with other kids like developing those social skills are like really important because, like, for, you know, moving forward in life, just to, like, connecting with others and also just, like, for their mental health, too. Like, you can't just stick a kid in the classroom and be like, learn this. I mean... Like, all day. You can't do that. I feel like, because, like, I went through... Because my older sister went through school five years ahead of me, and then, like, my younger sister mm -hmm. went through, like, two years. But, like, I don't know. I think, for for me, at least in my educational career, I was, like, almost always the guinea pig grade. So, like, when they launched, like, PSAs, but, like, the new revised, which is, like, the Pennsylvania standard testing. Yeah. So they would launch those, and I think I was one of the first guinea pigs for the new launch of that and then they launched oh I think it's called the I think it's called the Keystone so they launched the Keystones when I went into high, high school so that changed out like the whole system like adapted but like what I didn't understand is that like a lot of these like new standardized tests take away a lot of the learning components that you would have learned in like a normal education so like the stuff mm -hmm. that my sister knew I wasn't learning anymore because it wasn't considered valuable information anymore and it wasn't that it wasn't value valuable like in real life because sometimes she still uses 
you know, some of her math skills to do, like, actual math and not, like, just to understand, like, problems. Because, like, a lot of my older sister generation was focused on, like, learning math to solve problems. So, like, they would focus on, like, word problems. But for me, only five years later, they kind of, they were in the transition to switching it just, you need to learn how to math so that when we give you numbers on a test, you can do the numbers on a test. Mm -hmm. And then even two years later when they finally kind of got in the working system for my, like, younger sister, so, like, I still had, like, halfway lean way, so, like, I still kind of knew how to do, like, word problems evolving math. And then my younger sister was, like, it's it's just pure math. And so when she would come to, like, like, a more, um, like, bigger, like, government, so, like, the, what's the one you have to take for college? Not APA. The SATs? The SATs. So when it came to, like, the SATs, which were, like, word-based math problems, she wasn't, like, 100% sure how to, like, work them, and it was, like, really tricky for her. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, like, she didn't know how, it was just, like, she didn't have, she wasn't ever taught the skills to, like, I want to say decode, like, the word problems. Yeah. So, I mean, like, definitely how, like, you're taught to do something, like, growing up really affects how you think later on. Or, like, you know, it would definitely make it more challenging if I was in that situation. Um, For me, I don't think that was very much, like, the case. We did have, like, standardized tests and stuff, but essentially, like, it was crazy how focused they were on how well we did. So they, like, prepared us in class to take the test as opposed to actually teaching us things of value that we would, like, hold on to more so. Or things that were interesting, because I remember a lot of, like, some of my favorite teachers were teachers that weren't literally reading almost like a script, like, in a case, because I know, like, a lot of teachers have, like, there's certain stuff they had to cover in their curriculum, Mm because it's just required by the state, but, like, teachers who kind of, like, went above or, like kind of in- integrated them with, like, their old teaching lessons were, like, the teachers that stuck out for me more, like, because a lot of education, even now, like, in college, it's, like, half of it's, like, stressing on, like, memorization, and, like, it feels like to be smart, you have to be able to, like, memorize stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm, like, no, it, it's about, like, learning the skills to, like, solve problems. Yeah. So, like, even if you don't get the solution right, if you, like, did the steps right and you like kind of like figured it out on your own or you like you know so even if you didn't get the solution right you have like the methodology right yeah which I think is like much more important because that's what's going to matter when you get out later in life problem solving rather than just like being able to memorize like a planetary table yeah problem solving is definitely like definitely a more essential skill than memorizing things just to pass the test like for me personally like when I go into taking an exam I study for that exam and then once I take that exam that information is gone and it doesn't it doesn't enter my mind again unless you know a situation comes up where it's somehow relevant and then I'm like wait I learned this in class but I might not remember the specific details of everything because like you know memory fades but like you know it's still 
it's still kind of sad that some lessons that you're taught is just like just to get the grade which is unfortunate honestly mm-hmm. but um yeah, you so. know that's how the school system is and you know it's nice to be well-rounded in different things and like definitely certain things stick with you by taking courses not even like you know mm-hmm. in your major or whatnot but like at the end of the day, the goal should be to, like, actually be interested in what you're learning and retain, like, try to retain the information that's relevant as opposed to, I don't know, I feel like I end up retaining information that's not relevant and then forgetting things that are relevant. Oh, no, or, totally, totally. You know, I, you, I have a whole segment on the show where I, I do fun facts, and it's not necessarily useful information, but it's interesting information. Mm-hmm. Kind of conversational starters. Hey, did you know that the banana is actually a berry? Oh boy, bringing that one back. <laughs> I I still confuse people, but I mean, I'm also that person that eats the banana from the end and not from the top. I eat it from the end too. That's how you do it. I, somebody, I was eating a banana and they're like, are you peeling from the end? I was like, I don't get as many of those like strings. You don't get that many and strings. And also monkeys peel it from that side. Unless they're bred in captivity. Yeah. then they mimic humans and they open it from the top. But, you know... Bonus points if you know... (laughs) Bonus points for monkeys if you know what kind of monkeys um, do what. But, anyways, let's get back to the awesome playlist that we started long, long ago, it seems. Yeah. Um, Up next, we have Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap by ACDC. Yeah. 